Glory be to God in the highest. It is a thrill to be always in the house of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service, family members. Crying from the wilderness, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, which <coughs> in print we now call GLS International for short, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 656 where, by the grace of God, I read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true non-fiction story. One of the tragedies of life is that people do not believe the words of God. They do not believe they are. The, uh, they do not believe that the Bible is the Word of God. And even in the church, people do not, they show their unbelief in God and in the Bible by not taking it seriously. For example, I sent to my children earlier this morning a passage that we all should be familiar with regarding the Great Commission and Jesus Christ said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Do you really believe that? Have you even thought about that? <clears throat> when we all get to heaven, for those of us who are going, and I hope you're going, uh, we're going to be very disappointed that we did not believe what God said and what Jesus said. I believe the angel had to tell uh, Peter and John and uh, after Jesus rose from the dead, he told you that he was going to uh, die and be buried and rise again. 
see, we as believe, even the disciples did not believe. They saw with their own eyes. But when the chips were down, one betrayed them, another one denied them, and all of them forsook him. That's why Jesus asked the question, when I come back, will there be any faith on the earth? I normally don't tell you some of the private things I have told God because, you know, so many people do that. And, uh, and it sounds like you're bragging. But I told God a long time ago when I preached, I used to preach from that passage. Luke 18 almost everywhere I went Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint oftentimes that was the first sermon I would preach I would preach on prayer in a revival so-called revival meeting which became a racket for some people who are not even called to preach. And I, and I had one godly pastor, I love him, he's a dear brother in the Lord, and um, if I called his name, many of you would know him. I went to preach for him in Europe, I'm not going to tell you the country. And when he picked me up from the airport or the train station, whatever I arrived, I think it was the airport. Um, of course, as preachers do, we have long talks about the Lord and the ministry and the work. And this godly pastor, who was a church planter as well, and a godly man and a family man on the way to the church for the revival he told me in no uncertain uh, terms he said preacher he told me the truth he said preacher I don't even know if I want revival that's what he told me So, believe the word of God, my beloved. Trust in the word of God. Have faith in God, Jesus said. And if you have faith in God, have faith in his word. You must trust his word. That and the Holy Spirit and creation is all you got of God down here. Glory be to God. And prayer, of course. But anyway, I told the Lord years ago when I was traveling all over the world preaching the gospel. To his question, I answered, Lord, if you come back and I'm still here, you're going to find faith 
uh, in you because I'm going to I'm going to do that and I meant that thing I meant it see I, I normally don't tell people stuff like that because you know it sounds like you're so spiritual you're so wonderful you're so great and you're bragging I don't I don't even like to hear people say stuff but that's what I told the Lord I told the Lord that and I meant it and I, ha and I have not forgotten it and I don't believe he forgot it he can, he can come back now if he wants to he's going to have he's going to find one person who has faith in him now and much of the church has fallen away like he said in his word M much of the church has fallen away flat down on their faces they're just going through the motion. They don't believe God. They don't believe in. They don't believe the Bible. And you know it. There are pastors who have quit on God, and have joined the world against God to the point of being so-called inclusive pastors. Meaning, we're going to include homosexuals, transvestites. Uh, drag queens and you you can't tell them to not wear their drag queen stuff to the church once you accept them in, as members now you can't uh, uh and by the way uh, have you heard the story about the uh high school game of volleyball a transvestite a so-called transgendered individual was playing on the girls volleyball team and hit the ball so hard uh, knocked, uh, knocked the other girl out on the other side. The devil is a lie. Do you hear me? That, that's what we have created. That's what the church, not me, the, the pastors who are so-called uh, uh, inclusive. That's what you got in, going on in your church. And if, if they're trans, transgender, you can't stop them from wearing their dresses to church. And their tight jeans showing their genitals and everything else. And a halter bra, a halter top or whatever you call it. And, 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 and that's a man. And you can't stop them from working in the nursery. You can't stop them from singing in the choir. You can't stop them from sitting in the pulpit. And these demons are bold. And very evangelistic. They're going to evangelize your children to be transgendered and homosexual. Your, your children are, are coming home now with uh, girls with boyish haircuts. Your children are coming home now. Uh, 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 a boy, now he calls himself, he used to be called uh, Daniel. Or, no, I mean, he used to be called Derek. I can't use my name. And now he's called Dorica. My name is Blessed. And now it's so bad today. You can't even tell. I feel sorry for the young men today trying to get a woman because they got you got men out here dressed up as women and got plastic surgery and Botox and you can't say you're looking real hard and look I see people on the news 
and they look man it's a supposed to be a woman they look mannish i looked the name of is this a trans uh, vestite here what's going on here she looks so-called she looks very mannish to me and so we have we have pastors who don't believe the bible and they're doing church in their own image and and some of them are homosexuals and, and 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 don't be surprised when you find out your pastor is a transgendered uh used to be woman now as a man they're in churches today and their denominations allowing it to happen thank god for my method my methodist brethren excuse me who are a little bit lighter in the pants than most baptists they said no we can't take that I mean, whole churches. I mean, one church uh, in the Dallas area, they said, we're not even going to have a vote about it. We're just going to do this. We don't give a flip what y'all think. We're going to, uh, and we're going to keep the building too. And the people. We don't have to have a vote about that. Look at the damage that's being done in our community, in our public school system. See, the way America is wired and the way it's, it, it's supposed to work, the church is involved in the community, which includes especially the public school system. There used to be a whole bunch of Christian teachers in the public school system. Many have quit because of the demonic uh, 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 plan that the government is trying to shove down their throats. And shove down the children's throats. The good teachers have quit. Listen to me. Let me help you. Through this demonic wokeism, the good teachers have quit and gone elsewhere, teaching in Christian schools and stuff like that, or homeschooling, teaching online, and they still getting paid. The good police officers have quit. And I, I have news for because of all of this demonic wokeism foolishness. I have news for you. Don't I mean one, I mean one of the police officers got fired. I, I I feel sorry for the children. I feel sorry for him too. But I I'm telling you why. That these police officers did not go in that room. Quickly. They didn't go because they have been disrespected, dishonored, defunded. They have not felt the love because of this woke foolishness. And you can call them, uh, you know, cowards all you want to. They, these men are not cowards. They were born to be police officers, Jack. And there was a time they would have done that. But their attitude and spirit now, they'll never tell you this. They will never tell you this. But their attitude and spirit now is, uh, I'm going home to my wife and to my children. Even if your wife and your children die. That's, that, that's a collective thing that's going on right now. They, they, they may not even say it to each other. Because they know it's not right and... And they know that uh, they can get fired for uh, saying things like that. But they will never tell you that. But they have been so 
uh, disappointed and hurt. They are there risking their lives, losing their lives. And you want to defund them and disrespect them and call them pigs and all this kind of thing. They're not doing that. This is a life and death situation. They lay their life on the line every day. This is a calling to most of these guys and, and gals. This is a calling. They were given a, a high level of testosterone. They are fired up and ready to go. They, they, they are not cowards. I can tell you that. I, I know that. Maybe a few might be, like you may have a few bad police officers. But, but uh, uh, they're, they're not cowards. They just made, it, they made a decision. That they were, they were going to go home to their wife and to their children. Because of how they have been treated and disrespected and defunded and threatened. And, and they're laying their lives on the line just by being in a uniform. Mm-mm. Why? Because of wokeism. Demonic wokeism from hell is one of the worst tidal waves that has hit America and the world. And they are, they're not only going for police officers. They're going for authoritative preachers. I got them coming after me because of the things I say. I have, I, I have even... Uh, my own family members who cannot stand my preaching. They act like they're demon-possessed. Trying to stop me from preaching the truth. Against homosexuality. Against uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, being led by lesbians. And trying to destroy the family. And can't stand uh, the authority of a man. Uh, and... Uh, wokeism. And there's something else that they can't stand. I can't. Oh, yeah, they can't stand uh, the man being in authority uh, in the home and in the church. And I will not bend. I will not break. If I lose every family member, I'm not going to bow to that foolishness. And uh, I have some older devilish family members trying to influence my children who love me and support me and have stood with me all of their lives. And I, I'm not, I'm pre I, in fact, I'm preaching more. I told, I, I told my wife, who is still surprisingly standing with me by the grace of God, I told my wife, I said, I probably would not preach as hard against what they hate so much if they would leave it alone but the more they fight against it the more I'm gonna preach against it because I know the devil is behind that when you hate a family member for preaching the truth and you're trying to defile their children his children because he's preaching the truth I'm gonna preach on it harder as Jesus said your greatest Enemies will be they of your own household. And they're listening to me right now. They know so much about my preaching. I know they're listening. And they're angry about it. Because some of them are li living a lesbian homosexual life. And, or they support homosexuality. And lesbianism. 
and they don't have a problem with drag queens teaching our children in the public school system and they definitely cannot uh, they definitely don't uh, don't mind uh, 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 they, they definitely rather can't stand uh, me preaching uh, against uh, men being over women and women being in subjection to men my wife's family cannot stand the fact that I preach the truth and speak the truth about their daughter and their uh, niece being like them rebellious stubborn disobedient but yet we've been married for 34 years you know why and they're divorced and remarried and not married and and, and, and doing whatever she's been triple uh, double or triple married longer than all of them no divorce you know why because God led me to do it God's way and I told her that before we got married and I meant it and she knows I meant it people hate the straight preaching of the Word of God that can solve problems rebuke sin they hate it the biggest problem in your life is sin evil ungodliness wickedness don't mess up your life with sin I, and I say that to my children and to your children I mean even the world is saying this does not even make sense see now this is a little out of the way high school nobody even knew this transgendered so-called man playing with the girls on a volleyball team nobody this, this was not a university like the the, the man sw swimming as a, a a woman nobody knows nobody and so th so so this is going on across this nation public high schools letting men play on the volleyball team with the girls and guess what a man can hit the ball harder and knock you out you're not supposed to be knocked out in a volleyball game to the point of still having headaches still having problems with your sight if I was if I was the girls parents I would sue the daylights out of the school and out of that boy I would sue them I would sue every I would sue them for every penny they got she'll probably never be the same so anyway and those of you who are saved do what God believe what God has said and do it stop allowing yourselves to be influenced by your wicked evil demonic family members your wicked evil demonic friends trying to fit in you're so insecure you want to fit in with everybody you you care more about fitting in with your f evil family members and your evil friends than you are about fitting in with God. Are you going to turn? Uh, I mean, the devotional that we are, we might be doing today, unless my son Daniel Ezekiel changed it, 
is titled, Are You Going to Go Away? That's what Jesus said. After all I've done for you, you're going to leave me and leave my truth? Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. That means he is God. So he is responsible for everything in the Bible. He's the one who wrote it. Are you going to forsake me so that you can fit in with your woke church? Your woke pastor and your woke pastor's wife? You want to be loved that much? You would have forsake God who loved you the most of all so much that he died for you? Did your woke inclusive pastor die for you? Did your woke inclusive pastor's wife die for you? You want to be so accepted by other people. By demonic lesbian family members. Demonic homosexual family members. You rather have their fake phony love and money than to have God's uh, love and mercy and grace. If you do that, you are a betrayer of God. You are a betrayer of Jesus Christ. You're not betraying me. You're betraying Jesus Christ. I'm dead. He's alive. I've been dead a long time. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I thank you, Holy Father God, for the privilege and the joy to pray to you. I thank you, Holy Father God, for the privilege and joy and blessing to preach your holy gospel and to preach your holy word. And yes, Lord Jesus, I heard your word. I read your word. Will there be faith on the earth when you come back? And I told you, and I have not forgotten. And I don't think you would even let me forget. And I know you have not forgotten. If you come back while I'm living, you will find faith on the earth. That's something you did in my heart, my mind, my soul, and my spirit. I, I, have nothing, I have nothing to do with any of these things you've done in my life by your grace. I have nothing to do, as you know, with my salvation. Lord, you, you know I was not searching for you. I was searching for every woman I could get, and you know it. Uh, I was trying to run away from church and from religion. Uh, but Lord, you tracked me down, and it was you who led me to pray while I was a child. Lord, please show me the light, because I knew my parents did not have it. And I knew that the churches we went to did not have it. It was a bunch of confusion and no clear presentation of the gospel. I didn't even know I was going to hell. You did it all. And as Spurgeon brought out the other night in our devotional, uh, you deserve all of the credit, you deserve all of the glory, praise, and honor. You reward the obedience that you produce in us. As your servant Spurgeon said, it is all of grace, every last bit of it. So not only the salvation part, but the living part. And the service part is all of your grace. And if we get rewarded, if we get a crown, we have to give it back to you because you're the one who produced it in us. 
and I give you the glory, praise, and honor. It took me, as you know, Lord, a while to learn that. And uh, once we learn something, though, we can, we can articulate it and share it with others. And I thank you for all of that. I thank you, Lord, uh, for helping me to understand that I have been crucified. And uh, my life is in you. It's not about me and what I can do. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray. And I praise you and I thank you for the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Lord God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for right thinking based upon your holy word. And I praise you and Lord, I thank you that I'm not caught up in the demonic confusion that is in churches, uh, in public, the public school system, in our communities, where people don't know how to answer simple questions about what is a woman and what is a man. And intelligent people, people who have been to multiple colleges and universities. And so, Holy Father God, we're living in a true uh, silly season. So, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do praise you and I do thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us down through the years. And Lord, I praise you and thank you for food to eat, a place to stay, and money under the car seat. As you have given me that little poem, Lord, over, oh, I guess almost 25 years ago now. And Holy Father God, on this beautiful Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, have mercy and grace upon us all. And for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us, Lord, of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins, every last one of us. Help the people who are truly saved to pray with me, not to listen to me pray. Those who are lost and angry, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would not give them rest in my family and outside of my family until they come to know you as Savior. Crush and crucify our flesh for those of us who are saved in my family and in this audience and in the country and around the globe. And for those of us who are saved, wash and cleanse our souls, spirits, hearts, and minds, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ. Make us to be whiter than snow, and through the blood of Christ, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving me victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and even the devil working through my own wife, Marika White, for 34 years. The devil has tried to use her to hinder these services, especially on Sundays, 
I believe the devil, with, with my preaching every day, sometimes twice a day, the devil is confused and the demons are confused uh, because he is still focusing his attention on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, even though I preach the gospel every day, and he sometimes uh, attacks through her even then. This is a reality. You know it. She knows it. My children know it. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would save her soul. I pray that she would humble herself and admit that she's religious but lost and that she would come to know you as Savior by believing in you. I pray, Lord, on this beautiful day that you'd cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her and help her to realize and help her to understand this no longer can be a private matter. It is now public, as I have been praying for her salvation and uh, dealing with her for over 34 years. And she wants to be evil behind the scenes, but wants to act like an angel in front of other people with her demonic hypocrisy and Judas spirit from hell. And it does not matter to me whether the sweet evangelicals like it or not because they have the same hell going on in their family. Uh, being hypocrites. Uh, the Adams family at home, but in front of the church, the Brady Bunch. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let your will be done in every way. And Holy Father God, I do pray for those of us who are saved in my family. And uh, such a blessing to hear from my children this morning and throughout the day. And such a blessing to uh, have them helping me in the ministry in so many ways, even to this day. And they're grown and on their own. They don't have to do anything. And uh, it was such a wonderful day to celebrate, uh, a wonderful time to celebrate my daughter Daniqua's birthday on yesterday. Uh, I remember last year she and I passed out 20 plus tracks uh, for her birthday. I, re I still remember that as we all have always done when the children celebra celebrated their birthday. They wanted to serve you. And they wanted to do something on their birthday that you gave them. Uh, and we decided to pass out gospel tracts the number of years they have been living uh, on that birthday. And Lord, uh, as they all know, help us all to remember. We pass out uh, tracts, Hell House tracts, on Halloween night. So, Lord, help them to have the tracks. They have the tracks on their computers. If they need to publish the track, we do as well. And help us, and we may have some from last year. So help us, Lord, to pass out tracks on Halloween. And, Lord, thank you for uh, allowing us all to pass out tracks. It was so wonderful to hear my daughter Daniqua, my daughter Danielle, leading the way and passing out gospel tracks on her birthday on their own for your glory, praise, and honor. What a blessing that is in this wicked day and time. To see young people serving you willingly, cheerfully, and joyfully, not under 
not uh, directly under their parents, but doing it on their own and doing a great job, doing, uh, in fact, doing an even better job on their own than they did, even though they did a great job under my direction. But I marvel at what you have done. I pray the same for all of the parents and their children. I pray that more and more parents would homeschool their children all the way through college and not buy into the American lie and foolishness uh, in getting rid of their children at such a young age. And so into this wicked world. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, deliver each and every one of us who is saved and my family uh, and in this audience in this country and around the globe and Holy Father God help us uh, Lord to love right live right think right and do right deliver us from temptation evil and sin and Lord uh, for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory Lord, I know it may sound strange, but I don't fully understand all of that, what I just said, that you said in uh, what some call the Lord's Prayer, but what probably should be called the Disciples' Prayer. And I pray that you'll give me deeper understanding in those words, of those words, rather. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will help everybody who's saved in my family, in this audience, in the country, and around the globe. Lord, I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us to die to self afresh and anew. Help us to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and to repent of our sins and get back to you, our first love, if, even if nobody goes with us. Lord, help us to go alone. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of the lost, not only my wife, but all people who are lost on my wife's side of the family uh, and my side of the family, uh, especially those who are religious, church-going, and lost. Open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls. And change their lives. And Holy Father God, I pray also, uh, Lord, for the salvation of the lost in this audience, in this country, and around the globe. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Gospel along with reading your holy word, teaching your holy word, preaching your holy uh, word, the whole counsel of God, and uh, preaching the gospel and teaching your holy word as well. And so, Holy Father God, uh, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick in this country and around the globe. Uh, if they come to you the right way and in the church. And Lord, help people, uh, including myself, to take care of themselves, to do their part. Uh, help my wife to uh, stop sabotaging her own health. 
and uh, help her to do the things that the doctors have told her, do the things that I have told her even before the doctors, and, uh, and you have blessed me to be right uh, regarding uh, those things. But she, I believe, is demon-possessed. I believe my wife is demon-possessed, demon-controlled to the point of hurting herself. In fact, that's the reason why I know she's demon-possessed, because demons hurt the carrier of the demon. And she refuses to eat on time. I told her to eat her breakfast this morning. She didn't do so. Uh, I had to uh, tell her to drink her shake this morning. Uh, and uh, she didn't want to do that, even though she saw me get mine. Uh, and I told her she's going to have to take care of herself. Um, uh, even in the afternoon and evening, does not want to eat, does not want to drink her protein shakes, does not want to drink her milk, as the nurse attendant told her to do. Uh, why? Because she's demon-possessed and she wants people to feel sorry for her. She wants her family to feel sorry for her the next time they try to come over or whatever the case might be. And she wants to look pitiful. It's a demonic spirit from hell. She's done it for over 34 years and uh, 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 won't do what she's supposed to do to take care of herself. And so uh, I pray that she would get saved, cast the demons of hell out of her, and stop all of this fake foolishness and seeking sympathy and seeking people uh, uh, to feel sorry for her and, 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 and uh, all of that foolishness which never works and uh, she jeopardizes her health by not doing what she is supposed to do. I have told her to eat four times a day and uh, she just does not want to do it. And so Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her and I know she wants to do this evil privately, but now that all of my children uh, are grown and on their own, uh, and we're in the so-called empty nest, uh, everybody's going to know the truth about what is going on, and uh, including them, which they already know. And I pray that you would drive the demons of hell from their lives that are trying to invade their lives uh, from their mother, from her mother's family, and even my family. Uh, I pray that you would cast the demonic spirit, spirit of wokeism out of their lives and from their lives, that they will not allow themselves to be influenced by this demonic foolishness because their lives will be ruined because they know better. Uh, their lost family members don't know any better, but they know better. And so everything that you have blessed them to get from the favor you have shown me and them will be lost if they go against you. Help them to understand that. Uh, help them to understand that you will chastise them with many stripes because they know better. I, don't, I cannot imagine a family who has read the Bible more, prayed more, witnessed more together, served you more, and helped not only 
in the ministry here, but helped hundreds of other ministry, uh, ministries as well, even to this day. Some of the preachers that we were helping when they were here, they are still helping. And some of them are woke, and I've already given them a warning as well to not try to make my children demonically woke like them. And Holy Father God, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for the revelations and insight and discernment that you've blessed me with to help people get to where they need to go, to help people come to know your Savior, and to even rebuke people who know better, uh, who are saved in the church. And they know better, but they're being carried away, gone with the wind, with the demonic wind of wokeism, because their family members and their friends, they love them more than they love you. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you'll drive the demons of hell away from my family and all other Christian families in this audience, in this country, and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you will comfort those who are grieving and mourning due to the, the coronavirus plague and other plagues that are going on and help people to realize as even a, one of the uh, CEOs of a great company said we need to batten down the hatchets or something like that because things are going to get very very bad very bad and so Lord I pray that uh, uh, you will lead us, guide us, and direct us in the way that you want us to go. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, that, uh, let me just say here that I thank you, Holy Father God, for my thorn in the flesh. I thank you, Lord, for my distresses and my afflictions. I thank you, Lord, for my persecutions. I thank you, Lord, for my tribulations and my troubles trials and temptations and tests and tensions. I take pleasure in them as your servant Paul said. And you taught me that years ago but now I can articulate it better. And that which Lord you can deliver me from that pressure that you can deliver me from in your wisdom I pray that you would. Lord I pray that you would protect me from my own wife protect me from my own family members who hate me and persecute me because I simply preach your gospel and I simply preach your word and they the demons in them can't stand it protect me Lord from the homosexual community the black lives matter community uh, the a community of church feminists who hate men and cannot stand men uh, being in charge of the family and in the church. Protect me, Lord, from all of these demonically driven uh, homosexual supporting woke inclusive church folks and surround me and my family with your protection, a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And Lord, I thank you for all of this. And uh, because it lets me know that you are using me in a mighty way when people want me to stop preaching your holy gospel and your holy word. And they certainly want me to stop preaching it, preaching it every day. And definitely on the days I preach twice. 
and uh, the devil is mad and I'm glad and I give you the glory praise and honor for the privilege and for the joy and for the blessing and Lord uh, I thank you for Charles Stanley and Dr. Tony Evans uh, for they don't believe that a preacher ought to retire <clears throat> and they're still going on and they he, Tony Evans is in his 70s Charles Stanley is in his 90s Lord I don't deserve to live that long as you well know but uh, until I die by your grace the least I can do is preach your holy gospel that you died for and Lord I do pray uh, uh, today that um, you would uh, protect our family especially Lord all of my children uh, Danny Daniel and Danita Danae Daniqua Daniel Ezekiel and Danielle Duran Danielle and Kwasia they're being tested today and uh, I pray that they would uh, come out victorious and be what you want them to be and what they know they ought to be. I pray that they will cut fellowship with demonic family members, demonic church members, and help them to stick with the word of God that I read to them and read with them for so many years. And I pray that for other children in this audience and uh, uh, around the globe. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you'll protect all of my children, protect our family from ourselves, our flesh and the devil, and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world, including, Lord, the people in this audience. And Lord, I do pray that you will place upon us today the whole arm of God, place upon us uh, your protection, surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire, cover us and cleanse us in the uh, precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ from all sin and all evil and all foolishness and Lord I pray that you would give us continue to give us sweet victory over the world the flesh and the devil and uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ help us to give you all of the glory praise and honor today and throughout our lives in front of the scenes and behind the scenes not just in front of people but behind the scenes and help us to give you the glory Lord Jesus Christ uh, in front of the scenes and behind the scenes Lord in everything we say and do in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake Amen Oh I feel like singing But I can't sing. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. I wish I could sing but I do have a melody in my heart glory glory 
and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord. At Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 10 through 18. <clears throat> is there anything whereof it may be said see this is new it hath been already of old time which was before us there is no remembrance of former things neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. I communed with mine own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate, and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. 
and I gave my heart to no wisdom and to no madness and folly. I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. Go ahead, Solomon. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I believe your holy word. By your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you did all of that too. I give you the glory, praise, and honor for your holy word. I pray that it will sink deeper and deeper into my heart, into the hearts of your people, and help us to take heed to it. Help us to love it more, to cherish it more, to obey it more, to live by it more, to pray about it more, and to include it in our prayers, to teach it more, to preach it more, and to preach your holy gospel so that others can hear the plan of salvation that you have provided for us. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, family members, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Charles Spurgeon devotional titled Morning and Evening. And this is number 611. And we are at John chapter 6 verse 67 Jesus said will ye also go away many have forsaken Jesus not only during that time but today nearly 60 over 60 percent of the preachers have quit since the plague since the coronavirus plague letting us know they were not true preachers in the first place. All of God's preachers, the God-called preachers, they kept on preaching. And they increased it because they knew uh, many were dying because of their hypocrisy, taking, giving communion unworthily and taking communion unworthily. They had to take up the slack. And, he, and they also knew uh, most of these preachers were fake and phony and volunteers and not called by God. These are the hirelings who just wanted to get a job, wanted to get paid and have a housing allowance. The true preachers who have preached in them, they kept on preaching and they, they, they preached more and they understood that they need to get in front of the people even more so, not, not hide and, and, and and, and try to keep a regular schedule in the midst of an emergency. 
we're we're in an emergency situation, people. You, preachers ought to be preaching every day. And uh, have walked no more with him. But what reason have you to make a change? Has there been any reason for it in the past? Has not Jesus proved himself all sufficient with grace and strength? He appeals to you today. Have I been a wilderness unto you? When your soul was simply trusted, Jesus, have you ever been confounded? Have you not up till now found your Lord to be a compassionate and generous friend to you? By the way, Charles Stanley preached a message on uh, having good friends. And at the end of the sermon, he made it clear, the greatest friend you will ever have is Jesus Christ. And that's a fact. And has not simple faith in him given you all of the peace your spirit could desire? Can you so much as dream of a better friend than he has been to you? Then change not the old and tried for a new and false. Go ahead, Spurgeon. As for the present, can that compel you to leave Christ? When we are hard beset with this world or with the several trials within the church, we find it a most blessed thing to pillar our head upon the bosom of our Savior. This is the joy we have today that we are saved in him. And if this joy be satisfying, wherefore should we think of changing? Who barters gold for dross? We will not forswear the sun till we find a better light, nor leave our Lord until a brighter lover shall appear. And since this can never be, Glory be to God. Go ahead, Spurgeon. And since this can never be, we will hold him with a grasp immortal and bind his name as a seal upon our arm. As for the future, can you suggest anything which can arise that shall render it necessary for you to mutiny or desert the old flag to serve under another captain? We think not. If life be long, he changes not. If we are poor, what better than to have Christ who can make us rich? When we are sick, what more do we want than Jesus to make our bed in our sickness? When we die, is it... Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead, Doc. When we die, is it not written that neither death nor life, nor things present, nor things to come, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We say with Peter, Lord, to whom shall we go? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
my dear friends, if you don't know him as your Savior, and uh, follow him and stick with him. By the way, do you know him as your Savior? Is he your friend? If not, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Jesus Christ said the most magnificent, the most loving, and the most important words, the most important words, pardon me, in the history of the world. When he said these words to mankind, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. Trust in him. Have faith in him. Dr. Curtis Hudson, before he died, he said, this is the gospel in a nutshell. It, can, it has everything you need in it to get saved. God is the originator of this plan. Because he loves you. God loves you. God so loved the world. Are you in the world? No matter how down you may feel about yourself, God loves you. And it's okay to feel down about yourself. Uh, it's okay to have an inferiority complex because uh, all of us have that going on in our lives because we're sinners. We're wicked, evil, ungodly, depraved sinners. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Would you agree with that? It doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not. You are a sinner and you know it. You know how I know you, uh, you know that you're a sinner? Because you have said many times when well, nobody's perfect when you were talking about yourself. That means you're a sinner because God is perfect. You have violated God's law, God's commandments. So has the Pope, so has the Dalai Lama, and so has even Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church. Yes, the very nice Joel Osteen is a depraved sinner, and he'll tell you that. And so is his wife. We're all sinners. We all have done evil in God's sight. Doesn't matter who we are, how educated we are, how smart we are, how much money we have. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Some of the commandments that we have broken out of the Ten Commandments are lying. Have you ever lied? Have you ever perjured yourself in court? Have you ever stolen anything, including your family members? Have you ever stolen any coins out of your father's draw, coin jar? So you can go buy some candy or some cookies. Have you ever stolen anybody's food out of the refrigerator as my wife has done? Have you ever 
lusted after somebody or something? Have you ever coveted uh, after what other people have? Be it a car, a house, a man's wife, a woman's husband, somebody's children. God does not want you to do that. Why? Because it leads to uh, stealing. God is very concerned about what goes on in your heart, not just what you do physically. And so is Jesus. Have you ever dishonored, disobeyed, disrespected your parents? In any way, shape, form, or fashion, have you ever disrespected God and dishonored God by cursing with his name, lying with his name, taking his name in vain? I assure you, now, God is not going to overlook that. God does not overlook sin, contrary to what people think. Have you ever committed adultery or fornication? Fornication is sort of like adultery before marriage. You're defiling somebody who may get married to somebody else later. It's a form of adultery. Adultery is when you are married or somebody else is married and you have sex with them. Have you done that before? Have you committed adultery in your heart? Tell the truth, you liar. Because Jesus raised it up a little bit. Jesus said, if you lust after a woman in your heart, you have committed adultery with her already. Are you still watching pornography? Lusting after a woman you cannot possibly have. Well, you are a sinner, just like the rest of us. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of our sin, there's a punishment. There's a penalty, always, as it is in the court system of this country. There are punishments, certain punishments for certain sins and violations and crimes. Where, where, where do we get that from? That, that comes from God's word. It comes from God and our consciences that God gave us. We, we know when we do wrong. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Death is a punishment. Death is not uh, a part of life. It is the end of life on this earth as we know it. And you must go meet God for your judgment. For the Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die and after this the judgment. The book we just read, Ecclesiastes, uh, that same book deals with judgment to come. Solomon basically says you can do pretty much what you please as a free moral agent, but just understand you're going to be judged by God one day by what you do on this ball called earth. Red, yellow, black, or white makes no difference. And nobody can keep records like God.
if Google can keep your history and know what you have done and where you have been, even if you go uh, incognito, so so called, because even the, the the Google people have laughed at that, you still can be seen. People can still find out where you've been. And let me tell you, parents, something who try to do stuff that you ought not to do. Your children can find out where you've been, what you're doing, and they don't even have to be in the house. They know how to get on your phone and type on your phone a message. And make people think that you typed it. Okay? So, don't be trying to hide stuff now. And if you can't hide it from your teenagers and your children, you can't hide it from God. God knows where you've been. He can tell you the date you went there. He can tell you the night you committed adultery. He can tell you the day you lusted after that woman or that man. So you will be brought into judgment. Now, you can, you, you can do silly stuff all you want to. Just understand, you're going to die. That is a punishment. The wages of sin is death. You die because of your sins. You don't die because of cancer. You don't die because of the coronavirus plague or pandemic. You don't die because of a car crash. You die because of your sins. And you will be judged by God. And what God wants you to understand very clearly God is love understand that the reason why you're living and you're here today listening to me is because of the love of God the mercy and grace of God and that's a fact and he wants you to get saved from hell he wants you to believe in his son Jesus Christ for God so loved the world that he gave his son, Jesus Christ. He gave up his son for you and for me to sacrifice his life as the Lamb of God to take away our sins. He paid our sin debt. He never sinned because he is God, God in the flesh. I know some of my preacher friends don't like for me to say that, but that's, that's what the deal is. And see, that's why they, the, his Jewish brethren killed him, because he said simply, I am the Son of God. And they killed him because they understand that if he's saying that he's the Son of God, that means that he is God. In the flesh. The other name for him was Emmanuel. What a beautiful name. You know what that means? God with us. So it, 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 I know folks get kind of crazy with me about it. But God died for your sins. Through his son. That's love for you, man. That's love for you. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins to take away your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. And it is Jesus, he's the one who's saying, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The word whosoever means anybody at any time. 
whosoever believeth in him, Jesus Christ, should not perish. In other words, you will not go to hell, which you deserve to go. That's where you deserve to go. That's where I deserve to go. But have everlasting life by simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, preacher, I want to do more than that. I want to pay for my salvation. You can't do it. You don't have enough money. Preacher, I want to work for my salvation. You don't have enough time. Do you hear me? All you can do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you pay for it or you work for it and try to earn it, then Jesus has died in vain and Jesus has not died in vain. All he wants you to do is believe in him, trust in him, have faith in him. Call on him and ask him to save you. That's all you can do to get saved. That's all I did. Anybody else who was saved, that's all they did. Simple faith in Christ. Because, and it's free, it's a free gift because you can't pay for it and you can't work for it. You don't have enough money and you don't have enough time. Bezos can't buy it. Elon Musk can't buy it. The nicest person in the world can't earn it. Mother Teresa couldn't earn it. The Pope can't earn it. Everybody must come to Christ the same way, believing in him. Because he suffered, he bled, and he died as the Lamb of God for our sins. He paid our sin debt. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. And now he's sitting at the right hand of God with all power in his hands. You need to believe in him. My dear friend, all I can say to you is do it right now. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's call on his name right now. I'll lead you in what is called the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. Repeatedly, I understand that I deserve to go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit Help me to change 
Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me not to be the same. Help me to be a new creature in Christ and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer and you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, you are now saved according to the word of God. And that's all we can go by. You're now saved. You're now born again. You're not going to hell now. You're on your way to heaven by the grace of God. And uh, you uh, need to grow in the faith. And to help you do that, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and uh, tap on my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Read this little book free of charge and it will give you your next steps as to what you ought to do. If you follow those next steps, you will be on your way to growing into a strong Christian disciple by the grace of God. Also, email us and let us know that you got saved today. And uh, there, there's an email on your platform where you are. Use that email or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. And uh, if you have a prayer request, send that in. you have a question, send that in. We have more material to send you as well. So at this time, my dear friends, God bless you for believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to go straight into our Bible study uh, uh, regarding the family. And... Uh, as we have already read the Bible, we have already uh, had our uh, devotional part. You have heard the gospel preached. You have gotten saved. If you're in a family, this would be of great interest to you. If you plan on having a family, which is really a miracle of God. It's a miracle of God for a man to meet a woman. And uh, it's a very important matter in life. And uh, uh, so uh, if, you, if you want that family to be blessed, you must follow the commandments of God, the rules of God for that marriage to work. Uh, you can't make up your own rules as you go. So we are in uh, the family segment. And we're still at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. A unique verse in this large segment dealing with the family from Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 where God it is unique because God speaks to the man in, and the woman in one verse all of the other verses he deals with just one group uh, in the different sections uh, either the men the, the husband the wife the parents and then the children Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. 
God is saying to the men, the husbands, he's commanding them to love their wives. Just like he loves the church. And no, you don't have to die for your wife. Jesus already died for all of us, so uh, let me just say, let me just rebuke that uh, wickedness that our sweet evangelicals have taught. Men, you ought to die for your wife. You ought to be willing to die for your wife. Jesus already died for all of us. You don't have to die for your wife. That's not what, it, that's not what the passage is saying. You ought to love your wife as Jesus loves the church. And Jesus loves the church so much, he will not let us have our way. Amen. He will not let us do what we want to do. Amen. Uh, and the church is never right with Jesus Christ. The wife, the bride, is never right. We can't tell Jesus what to do. Gentlemen, are you getting what I'm saying to you? Let me tell you something. God wants you to lead your wife and your children. The world is in trouble and on its way to hell because Adam hearkened to the voice of his wife. Now that's what happened. God made that very clear because she was hearkening to the voice of Satan. He hearkened to her voice instead of to God's voice and we're in this mess today and I believe that if Adam had not hearkened to uh, his wife's voice, who was supposed to be just a helpmeet, we would not be in the hellacious trouble we are in today. Okay? I, you're looking at a man, probably the only man you have ever seen, who has never Hawking to the voice of his wife and my wife is standing right here helping me in the ministry right now I've never hawking to the voice of my wife and I I am the one who has said I would rather see a man Even be wrong than to hawking to the voice of his wife And that's what I that's personally what I I I believe I'd rather see a man make up his own mind, make his own decision, and, and follow God and, list, and, and, and lead his wife and children the way he believes in his heart and in his mind that God wants him to go. And I would rather for him to be wrong and make a mistake than to hearken to the nagging voice of his wife. That's a fact. <clears throat> and I believe that it will turn out better. I, in fact, I know it will. That's not... Yo, listen to me. You do not need help from your wife to guide the family and to tell you what to do. That's another, watch this men, that's another lie out of hell. I'm saying it in slow motion. I want you to hear me. That the evangelical pastors have taught to keep your wife on his side. The evangelical pastors have written in their books nothing but lies and these men are very educated they know better they have told you a lie husbands listen to your wife now because uh god will speak to your wife to tell you something that is stupid as hell people that's dumb 
That don't even make any sense. God's going to put you at the head of the family, the head of the household, and he's going to speak to you through your wife. No, he, he doesn't operate like that. God speaks to me. God speaks through me, and God speaks to me. And that's a fact. God's going to speak to you too, if you will listen. God's going to work through you. God has a chain of command, just like the military. In the family and in the church, the two most important institutions in the world. I don't need my wife to help me think. I don't need my wife to tell me anything about how to run the family or to run this ministry. She needs to help when I ask her for her help and when I need her help to do whatever I need for her to do. But she's not the head. I'm the head. Why, why would God speak to her and not speak to me about the family? See? So that means, men, you need to be right with God. Now, God can do whatever he wants to. If you're wrong uh, about something, uh, he can do whatever he wants to. I'm not saying he can't do it. Uh, I'm saying that God does not violate his chain of command. That, that is nonsensical for him to make you the head. And he does not tell you what to do. And what wives need to do is pray. Shut the mouth up and pray to God. Okay? We don't need to hear all of that, what you got to say. And I, I guarantee you, listen to me very carefully, I guarantee you. And I don't care who likes it. I don't care if my mother-in-law likes it, my mother likes it. I don't care if my uh, uh, sisters and sister-in-laws like it. I can care less. Or anybody in this country. Because I got some pastor's wives who hate my guts too. And they're trying to join with my family to take me down. My wife has been used by the devil to try to take me down for the past 34 years. Now if she can't take me down, you cats are not going to take me down. So let me just tell you that right there. But let me tell you something. I believe more families have been destroyed by the husband taking, uh, hearkening to the voice of his wife. And I, 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 I believe that with all of my heart. I believe more marriages, more churches, more ministries have been destroyed by the man listening to his wife while she's listening to the devil. Like Eve. Adam, where art thou? And what I'm trying to do, sir, is give you a manhood back. And some of you little weak, effeminate men, don't get mad at me. Because you have bought into this woke, demonic philosophy. That a man ought not to be head. Okay, if, if that's what you believe, go right ahead. Don't bother me. I don't even want to know you. Because I know that's not going to work. This is why you get so angry and so frustrated. You get to the point you, you, you let this mess happen for years and years and years. And then you blow up. Then you want to kill your wife and kill your children. But yet you're mad at me right now because I'm telling you the truth. And you're trying to agree with your wife. Uh-huh, yeah, I got some pastors 
who are agreeing with their wives. I got a pastor friend right now who loves me as a brother, believes everything I'm, I'm saying, uh, with the exception of maybe one other thing, everything I preach, except for probably one other thing. And I believe he's with me on that too. But he's hearkening to the voice of his wife. But he's not hearkening 100%. Because he, 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 he knows I'm right. He's not going to say anything. She wants him to say something to me. She's not, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. I'm not even worried about it. But she wants, to, he wants, she wants him to lay the boom down on me and, and join with her and her evil. And one of the things she hates is what I have said for many years now. Divorce care is not a ministry. Hello lights. Amen lights. She can't stand that. And most of these other pastors' wives who try to play Cupid with the church members and mess up their lives. Women went without their strong husbands through the plague pandemic. You know why? Because of wicked pastors' wives playing Cupid through divorce care foolishness. Matching people up in the church after they divorce and, 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 and cause them to commit adultery. <clears throat> Do you know there's some men and women who are mad at pastors for not preaching the truth because they've heard me preach the truth? <clears throat> now they're saying, yeah, Pastor, why you didn't why why you didn't help me and my wife stay together, man? Why were you so quick uh in in in, in deciding that uh, it's better better for us to divorce? You too, Pastor's wife. And pastors are changing their tune now. There are men angry with, with pastors and mad with pastors because they emphasized the women all of these years and messed up marriages by giving the woman power over the man uh, with all this foolish. Listen to me. This is what the pastors say. It's disgusting. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I know about it. I've been in all kinds of churches. God allowed me to come up being involved with all kinds of churches as a child on one, but even after that, I've been a part of the, the Independent Baptist, Southern Baptist, National Baptist, and all of these people, Evangelical, Bible Church folk, all of these people have been a blessing to me. I thank God for all of them. But I heard the mess that they preached, even in the Independent Baptist movement. They're, they are supposed to be way more conservative. You know how? You know what they would say? I heard, I heard it way back. They, and, and, and behind the scenes, the pastors would have me to come to try to straighten out their mess that they were preaching. And here's what they would say. All right. And they would even say this at the conferences, the, what, we, what some people would call conventions. All right, pastor, I mean, all right, men. Okay, give your wife the credit card and uh, 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 give your wife uh, some money and buy her this and buy her that. Let her buy this. Let her run up the credit card at this conference here. All right, men. And, and most, of, most of the men didn't have enough money to hardly make the trip. And, and you get some joker who's the head of the, uh, con the, the, the convention or conference saying mess like that. Okay, now, men. Give your wife some money so she can go to Disneyland and go here and go there and spend $1,000 and show off and all of this. 
you, 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 you're, you're no good husband if you don't do this. I heard all this mess. I never bought into it. I didn't give my wife anything. I didn't care. We went to the hotel room and had sex. So later for that. I know she never went with them. You know, shopping and going here to having a fashion show and all of that. Uh, I didn't let her, I didn't let her do that. I I I, I didn't care. I didn't care anything about. It. I, I in fact I never even get, uh, I never gave it any thought. I thought it was stupid. And they did that every day. Okay, on this day the wives are going to go here and husbands make sure you give your wife a credit card. Give her some money now and to to shame the husbands to do stuff that they don't even have the money to do when the pastor has endless money because he has your money. I no 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 no. No no, you don't uh uh. And I got pastors mad at me because I I'm revealing the truth about their foolishness. You know why they do that? Harking to the voice of their pastor's wife, the wife of the pastor. Pillow talk. She runs the church. She's the Jezebel that runs the church in most of these churches. People. And I have told you before and I'm telling you again. To your faces. The reason why independent Baptist churches have failed to do what God wanted them to do. The reason why Southern Baptist churches have failed to do what God wanted them to do. The reason why the National Baptists have failed. The reason why the Evangelicals have failed and the Bible churches and the Free Will churches have failed. You know why? Not because they misunderstood the Great Commission or the Great Commandment. They didn't do that. But the main reason why they didn't do that is because they wanted to be hypocrites. They wanted to have church like the Brady Bunch but live like the Adams family at home. See, and God was not having it. He does not operate like that. The devil is a lie. God, God is not going to tolerate hypocrisy. You want to run your family anti-Bible, but run the church according to the Bible. God's not going to let you do that. That's hypocrisy. Phoniness and fakeness. God is very concerned about your home life. And, and, and what, what these churches have bought into. These pastors and pastors wives have bought into. We do family like we want to do just as wicked and sinful as we want to be. But you know we still going to hold up you know. Uh, what the Bible says in the church. We're still going to talk about modesty and all of that. But we're not going to be that way in the house. We're going to have hell in the home. And try not to have hell in the church. It doesn't work that way. If you have hell in the home. You're going to have hell in the church. And then you're going to have hell in the community. And hell in society. And hell in the nation. And Dr. Tony Evans can say it better than I can and nicer than I can. But you're going to get the point. We don't communicate. And listen, when I mention Dr. Tony Evans, I don't know him. He does not know me. But we both know God. And we know what the Holy Spirit has uh, uh, told us from the Word of God. That's it. That's all. I don't want to get to know him. I'm sure he does not want to get to know me. God did something in his heart and in his wife's heart 
to help our ministry. I don't know why. I've never asked him. I've never asked him for anything. But God touched his heart to help us in the ministry. God touched my heart to do some things not even connected with that. And I'm sure that neither one of us want to meet. Because sometimes when God does something and then we try to get involved in it, it messes it up. So when I quote him, I say something about him, I, I know the God in him. I don't know him. Don't, don't want to know him. He doesn't know me. Does not want to know me. We're so different. It's not even funny. We're just totally different. He knows the God in me. That's all. See, I'm not, I'm not uh, 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 trying to use his name like I know him. I'm just telling you, he as nice as, I want you to see the contrast. He is a pastor, but he does have some prophet and evangelist in him. But he's a pastor from his heart. He loves to fellowship with the brethren and sisters in Christ. And he wants to be loved by the brethren and sisters in Christ. But he's not going to compromise the word of God to be loved by you. He can't. As nice as he wants to be, as nice as he is. I'm not nice at all, and I don't want to even be, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be accepted by you. I don't even want to be loved by you. It doesn't matter to me. See, with him, it does matter. See, but I'm just saying, here's a nice man saying the same thing I'm saying, but saying it in a much nicer way, but very, very clearly. That's what you wanted to do. And God did not let you do it. That's why the church is falling away flat on his face. Through the family. You want. Like I told you earlier today. My wife. Who's with me here right now tonight. She wants to do her evil. Behind the scenes. She wants to have a nasty demonic attitude. Behind the scenes. Uh, she wants to curse her husband. Behind the scenes. She wants to be rebellious behind the scenes. She wants to be disrespectful behind the scenes. And God's not letting uh, her do that. It was behind the scenes for many years. God's given me the liberty to be very transparent about it. And you know why? It's not for us. We, we're not, we, we've been married for 34 years. I raised seven children. We had seven children together. My children and I have had a wonderful time serving the Lord together. She didn't have a wonderful time, but I had a wonderful time. I still have a wonderful time. Because I don't let Negroes steal my joy and steal my peace. Uh, Sister West, 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 what's her name? Sister Westley, whatever her name. Uh, she used to sing a song in our church. This joy that I have, God gave, uh, God gave it to me and nobody can take it away, something like that. This joy I have, nobody can take it away because God gave it to me, something like to that effect. So it's the Western it's the name, I guess. She was a big heavy set woman, you know they can sing. <laughs> but no, uh uh, no, no. She she wants to she wants to, and that's why I know she's lost. She wants to be a hypocrite, and I'm not letting her be a hypocrite. Wanna look all sweet and dandy in front of her family when they pop up. And sweet in front of other people and so innocent as she's done for 34 years but she's a devil in disguise she has a demon in her and that's a fact because I see it close enough front see and I said no we're not gonna do that we're not uh, we're not gonna have that 
and uh, you're not going to act like the devil and look like the devil and talk like the devil up in here. Uh, and, and then we go, and you want to want to act like we such a wonderful Brady Bunch family in public. Uh, I, I can't be a part of that. I can't be a part of that. God won't let me be a part of such a, such such a charade. And 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 we're not. I'm not doing this for for her or me. For some strange reason, she does not want to get a divorce. And the only reason why I don't want to get a divorce because I know I'm going to have to have somebody else, and I don't want to be in a situation where I'm living in adultery. Not only committing adultery, but living in it. That I can't get my head around that. See, I fear God too much to do something like that. You know why? Because I like being blessed. I like God's favor. I like doing what I'm doing right now. The privilege to do this. God has shut all of that down if I uh, violate his word and live in violation of his word. He'll shut it down. Don't tell me he won't because I know he will. I love being blessed by God. I love being used by God. I love having the favor of God. So it's best for us to stay together. Now she, she has no... Uh, interest whatsoever in getting a divorce never has for some strange reason but she wants to raise hell with me and try to hinder me from preaching the gospel and I'm not gonna have it God does not want it and I speak very plainly about it to you and, and, and you know how she feels she's right here she has told me that I just feel like you are not to have you are not to tell the bad things I do in the, in public and so forth. Why not? You're doing it. You're doing it before God. See, and and I know why you're doing it. The devil is putting you up to that to try to keep me from preaching the word of God and get distracted by you and your foolishness. I'm not hearkening to your voice, girl. So you can leave if you want to. Just understand, I'm going to have me another woman up in here. I have to. Real quick like. So you do what you want. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up in here. And I'm the HNIC. For real. Here's the second part of that, which is very fitting. And the wife, see that. That word, see that, that, that phrase, see that. She reverence her husband. See, that means you make sure you do this. You make it a point to reverence your husband and respect your husband. And I'm talking to women right now. You have respected, you have disrespected your husband away from you. He was a much meeker and quieter and nicer guy. And, but you ran him off by uh, uh, talking... Uh, disrespectfully to him, talking di disrespectfully about him to your, to your mother and to family members and people in the church. And now he's with uh, Sylvia. And you don't have a muscle to hold on to. And, 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 and honey child, you need those muscles. Mm -hmm. Don't be stupid now. See, don't be stupid. 
and one and I, let me just be real with you. Uh, we may not, my wife and I may not need sex every day, but it's good to have it available when you need it and when you want it. It's good to be able to touch somebody and have them touch you. Amen. Oh, preach, you ought not to say such nasty things. There's nothing nasty about sex. You're nasty. You got your mind in the gutter because you've been looking at pornography for the past 30 days. Instead of having sex with somebody for the past 30 days because you ran the somebody off. And you're having imaginary sex with people on screen that you will never have and you couldn't even handle if they did come to your house. So there. Let's pray for all families. And let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for this great service today. Thank you for the liberty, the unction, the anointing, the power of your Holy Spirit, the freedom to preach, to teach your Holy Word, to pray, uh, to rebuke, to exhort, to inspire, to encourage. And Lord, we pray now for every family that names the name of Christ, that they would do it your way and not their way. We pray for every person who names the name of Christ, that you would have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us, Lord, of our sins, of disobeying your great commandment. Lord, you know we have not obeyed it. We have not obeyed your great commission either. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins and help us to repent of these sins and to change. Thank you, Lord, that uh, my daughter Daniqua on her birthday, my daughter Danielle and I passed our gospel tracts. And we pray, as I told them this morning, we pray that those lost souls would get saved who received those gospel tracts. And uh, Holy Father God, I believe a soul, some souls got saved today through the preaching of the gospel. And uh, as my son, Daniel Ezekiel, puts up this uh, 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 service uh, for On Demand, I pray that other souls would come to know you as Savior as well. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all of the people who are uh, hurting around the world. I pray for the millions who have Im who have been impacted by the coronavirus plague. But we pray for a few by name as well. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New York resident Dustin Domris, for the family and friends of Texas resident Christy Reinwald Fuller. We pray for the family and friends of Missouri resident Bob Atkinson. We pray, Lord, for all of the prayer requests that have come in including the thousands uh, from others but we're going to pray for a few by name and we pray for salvation spiritual family life financial material protection and provision blessings upon all of these people including moshe and we pray that you would please deliver him from drunkenness and give him good health for there's no such thing as alcoholism please save and bless his family and help his son to do well in the interview at a new school. We pray, Lord, that you'll please save and bless his friends and bless 
their relationships. We pray, Lord, for Marie Grace. Please bless her with the right place to stay where she can live her own life away from people who practice voodoo, witchcraft, make drugs, and from much criminal activity. Please give her peace and justice in her life and surroundings. We pray, Lord, for Jensen. Please be with him and bless him uh, and save him and his family. We pray for Pastor Bushibi, uh, and we join him in thanking you for souls to be saved and people healed and delivered from the church, uh, in the church. Please protect our children from the devil and bless their outreaches and efforts toward that purpose. Please heal Sister Dora. Please provide for their churches and deliver their churches from economic hardships, family disputes, insecurity, starvation, and poverty. Please deliver Kenya and all of Africa from drought, famine, and starvation. Please provide them with Bibles for new souls being saved. Uh, basic needs for orphans and widows, food and water, church planting and construction, uh, ministry financial resources as well. And Holy Father God, we pray for those who have gotten saved through the ministry, uh, down through the years in the thousands, and we thank you for these as well and help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Bola, Godfrey, uh, Felix, Brianna, Silvano, and we pray, Lord, for those who have recommitted their lives to you. We pray for Jennifer, Shinwi, Constant, Margaret, Josephine, and thousands of others. And Lord, help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians that you want them to be. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Lord willing, I'll be back tonight preaching the Just Jesus message. We will pick that up again. God bless you. Until next time as the music plays. Semper Fidelis, Semper Supra, Peace Like a River, Pray Without Ceasing Until We Meet Again Tonight, God Bless You, Pray For Me, If God Has Blessed You With Thousands And Millions Of Dollars, Please Support Us With A Little Bit, Help Us Out, The Truth Of The Matter Is, uh, if we could receive a hundred thousand dollars that would take care of the ministry for the rest of this year going on into next year your help is greatly needed those of you who are watching on Facebook uh, there's a WhatsApp there's a um, PayPal multiple ways you can give if God has blessed you with tremendous wealth those of you who are living paycheck to paycheck don't give a dime don't sacrifice anything you give your money and your tithe to your local church but those of you who are blessed with millions uh, please help the ministry so that I can continue to preach the gospel every day God bless you my dear friends I hope you have peace in your soul, simplify, and simple supra. Lord willing, we'll see you tonight.